Welcome back, guys, to a brand new episode of the Nerd Empire Wrestling. I am your host, Jose Jimenez, and I have a special, special guest tonight. My tag team partner, uh, my brother, uh, Blood wouldn't make us any closer, but I'm going to let him announce himself. What's going on, everybody? It is the one, the only, the podcast prince. My crown's going to write a little bit. It's been a while. But it is good, brother Wade. How's everything? <laughs> My main man, Mean Gene. Mean Gene, gotta come back with it. Mean Gene, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my other my other brother Isaac won't be around today. He's you know he's away doing some some personal things, but we'll we'll hopefully get him on soon with us. Uh, but how you been, brother? I've been good, man. One day at a time, man. You know, enjoying this lovely sunny Florida weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know over here, you know, it's kind of cold in Jersey, but I see you got the nice Florida sunshine, so it's not too bad over there. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's good. It's good. It's manageable. Yeah, man. So, so uh, you know, let's just jump right into it, man. I know this episode we're gonna pretty much talk about everything that's been on in the year twenty two and uh, twenty twenty two in pro wrestling, which honestly has been a lot. There's been a lot of dominance in regards to what's been going on in WWE, in regards to Roman Reigns, which uh, I am extremely excited and happy about to see what the future holds for that. Uh, AEW has been doing a lot of good things. There's also been a lot of bad things also within the company in regards to the CM Punk situation uh, between him, the Bucks, and Kenny. Um, Yeah, man, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, MJF is the new world champ now. Uh, Joe has both belts, TNT and the Ring of Honor television title. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be. It, it, it looks like a smooth, you know, smooth transition for a lot of these guys that made the jump over from WWE to to uh, to AEW. But NXT is also doing this thing. They went back to the black and gold, which I'm really, really freaking happy about. I'm kind of happy that they got rid of that. Uh, you know, that just exotic colorway wasn't doing it for me. I mean, you know, all of us that love and admire and that have uh, been around since the, the beginning of uh, NXT. We all know it's the black and gold brand. And that's, you know, that's a staple. And that's something that I feel like needed to come back, especially now that Vince has stepped down from the company. But, um, you know, just to kind of kind of get it going, man, let's let's talk a little bit about AEW, man. Let's talk about them. You know, they're the... Um, they're the number two company in the world in regards to pro wrestling. I know they've been having a lot of things going on. They've been having a pretty solid 2022, but um, their last pay-per-view is not bad. I was actually in attendance for full gear. Uh, what was your thoughts, Gene? Um, I actually, you know what? I enjoyed full gear for what it was, but I don't know. Maybe you can give me a better uh, explanation on it. For for a person sitting in the crowd for this type of situation, mm-hmm. how did you feel about the match flow and how the card was going? Because I felt some matches and the way they were placed, it felt like the crowd may have been drained at certain points. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, I think some of the match placements were a little bit erratic. You know, I think that there was a bunch of matches where the crowd was like, oh, my God, super invested. And then all of a sudden we went down to a low and then we had to go back to a high. Uh, but one of the main things that I want to talk about, like, you know, this is something that me and my brother spoke about being there, you know, shout out to my brother, Elwin, uh, killer cookie on Instagram. If you guys want to follow him. Um, we were talking about the, the presentation AW had right right now, first pay-per-view in New York or, the, you know, New Jersey, New York, tri-state area, uh, down over in Newark, New Jersey. I, I was expecting a big, uh, you know, a big crowd, number one. 
Uh, number one, that wasn't it, Gene. There wasn't a complete sellout. Most of the fans were sitting up in the upper deck. They weren't sitting in the low section tiers. Uh, where I was sitting at, I was uh, actually pretty, you know, pretty fortunate to sit pretty low and been uh, been able to get a good seat in the house. Um, but a lot of the major fans and a lot of the diehard fans were sitting up in the upper deck due to, number one, ticket prices, right? Yeah. Ticket prices were astronomical. Uh, resale prices also were super crazy. Uh, and I think that kind of, you know, scared away a lot of the, you know, diehard fans to come out and support AEW with their first pay-per-view in Newark. Uh, second thing is merchandise. Let me, uh, you know, I just felt it was a terrible presentation of merchandise. You know, I, and, and I'm not sitting here comparing the two or anything like that between them and WWE, but that's the one thing that I love about WWE, that I can sit here and say that if I go to a wrestling event, I'm going to be able to get a T-shirt of whoever I want. Uh, whatever merchandise I please, it, even if they're on the card or not on the card. But the the gripe that I had is that we're we're in attendance. It's a big MJF crowd, right? Because MJF is um, from Long Island, if I'm correct, in New York, in New York. Yeah, yeah. So you know, also the Moxley fans, uh, and everybody else that was on the card. You know, I was there because I number one, I'm a big fan of Moxley, a big fan of the other guys that were on the card. But, you know, I couldn't get T-shirts for a lot of the guys that I wanted, man. I couldn't get T-shirts for Swerve. I couldn't get a T-shirt for Keith Lee. I couldn't get a T-shirt for my main man, Sting, who I finally got to see for the first time ever, which mm-hmm. him being one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. Uh, I couldn't get any of the top guys that were there. Samoa Joe. I, uh, there wasn't even a Warlow T-shirt. Uh, any acclaimed merch? They had a claim merch through the roof, of course, you know, because that's like the big thing now. The whole scissor me daddy, you know, was all night. I saw that her scissor me daddy. And, you know, the, the foam finger sold out. The MJF scarf sold out, of course. Uh, they had action figures. So they had the shop exclusive action figures there, which were which were being priced at $150, which was kind of oh. crazy. Oh. And, yeah, and the reason why is because they were autographed. Uh, mm-hmm. The only reason why. Now, I, me being an action figure co- yourself i was like there's no way i'm paying 150 dollars. absolutely not and, <laughs> right crazy. and i was there with pd and pd also who's a big time big time uh action figure collect collective you guys want to follow him his name is mr waffles he kind of said the same thing he was like man 150 dollars, man that's a little bit of a reach and pretty much what they're selling you on is literally the autograph that's on the actual front of the box i mean don't that's get right. me wrong it's a cool figure it's something that's when they when it does go on the shop it's not going to be autographed and it's eventually going to sell out because it def- it always does, you know. But yeah, man, there wasn't there wasn't merchandise that I wanted, man. I I want to I I went there to spend money. My brother also went there to spend money, and we wanted to get the guys that want a card, man. Why why couldn't we get a House of Black T-shirt? Why couldn't we get you know again a, a Swerve or a Keith Lee T-shirt or a Sting T-shirt? You know, uh, Warlow who's one of your biggest up and coming stars. Why I couldn't get that? Why wasn't there mm-hmm. Ring of Honor merchandise now? You know, ah. Ring of Honor merchandise should have been in attendance, especially if you're, you know, you were advertising the Jericho match, which, you know, was against uh, Cesaro, which he goes by Castelloni now from back his Ring of Honor days. Why wasn't there a Daniel Bryan merchandise of the American Dragon? Like, these are your top guys, Gene. These are your guys that sell tickets. These are the guys that you have built the company around the cornerstone, and there is no merchandise for you to go in and support. That was one of the biggest things that I had. And number two, you only have two merchandise booths. The lines were unreal. Unreal. Two, throughout that whole stadium, and we've been to that, we've been to that spot before. That arena we've only been had to Prudential. Yeah, the arena only had two merchandise booths. 
and that's it. And they maybe have six or seven T-shirts, maybe some stickers, uh, but no AEW T-shirts. It's just plain AEW shirts, nothing there. I think the coolest thing that I, that they had was their, you know, the I Was There shirt, which I always love to get. You know right. that, Jim, because that just shows that you were in attendance, and it's a cool little mm-hmm. piece to have. It's a good souvenir. But, yeah, it's a nice piece of memorabilia. You know, yeah, that's the one thing that WWE has. Like, it's not only that, Gene. I don't want to keep rambling. I want to. I want to give you your, you know, your your stage. So you can say what you got to say. Is the excitement when I go to an event, a WWE event? You got the, you got the, um, you got the the truck outside with all the T-shirts, a merchandise truck. And in that merchandise truck, you pretty much got every T-shirt you could think of. And if they don't have it, they might be able to get it for you. Uh, second thing is that there's people outside doing raffles. The the crowd is super into it. When I went, it wasn't. I didn't feel like that. It was just the crowd was outside. They were just waiting to get in. There wasn't no hype squad outside getting everybody excited for the matches and you know predictions and things like that. And I just think that's the one thing that you see the separation between, you know. And I get the whole pro wrestling sports entertainment, you know, divide division that AEW has with WWE. But, you know, a lot of people go there to spend money and you want to be able to spend money. You want to be able to, you know, go home with an action figure that's affordable. You want to be able to go home with a T-shirt of your favorite AEW superstar. But that wasn't that wasn't the case. That wasn't able to happen. So, you know, that was one thing that me and my brother spoke about. We were like, man, you see the difference. You see the difference in caliber and you see the difference in preparation. WWE is well thought out and they do things that. To to, pe- to please their fans and to please the people that support them. And I'm not saying AEW doesn't do that. AEW is an amazing company. I'm a super, super big supporter of them. But I should be able to get a Kenny Omega shirt if I want to, especially since that was their first time being back on TV in, the, in six, seven months. I, there was no Young Bucks merchandise. Can you believe that? No Young Bucks merchandise. Wow. Like, you know what the thing, and I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm, I'm going to let you say this about it. I feel like if you're going to, again, maybe it's because we're spoiled with what WWE has done over the past couple of years. Hell, even indie shows we've gone to, we've been spoiled because we know what's, what we're going to be getting. Anything that's purchased, we know, like, who's going to be there, what's in attendance. It feels like, from what you're telling me, AEW didn't prepare properly enough to suit their fans. They know their fans are going to buy things. Why not have the merch, like you said? If you know the if you know the elite's coming back, have the elite merch out there. If you know the acclaim is a, a top card, have have a lot of stuff for them. MJF shirt, which I saw, I heard this was true. I don't know if you can confirm it or not. It was an MJF shirt, and it cost a hundred dollars. It was a hundred dollar T-shirt. There was no signing on it. It was just an MJF T-shirt exclusive to the event. No, I didn't see that. That's what um a few people I I uh, follow on Twitter were saying and posted pictures of it, and they were like, yo, I like MJF just as much as the next guy. But I'm not paying no $100 for a shirt. Honestly, I, I, I didn't see that, Gene. What I saw that was $150 was the exclusive MJF action figure. But I never saw a shirt for $100. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I, can't, I can't sit here and say that unless Some I missed it. Some people bought it. But Some people bought it. Some people bought it. Legit. You, you would have to Some send me that. Send me that so I can see that. But I didn't see a $100 MJF shirt. That's, that's strange. All I saw was the action figure. Yeah, man, there was an MJF exclusive shirt for the event that was being sold at a hundred bucks a pop. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He is one of your top guys in the company. He's been that way for a while now, but no, absolutely not. A hundred dollars. 
So no. you want to hear, you want to hear something even funnier, Gene? That that you bring that up. So right. the NXT autograph posters, right? What's the the most we probably ever paid for them? One hundred and twenty dollars, right? One hundred and twenty. That was the most I've ever paid for one, yeah. which uh, which was the NXT New York on WrestleMania weekend. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was the most I ever paid for autograph um, uh, poster for the event. They had the autograph turnbuckle for everybody that's in the card. Guess what's the price? Um, I'm gonna say three fifty. Eight ninety nine. Excuse me. Yeah. Nine hundred dollars for a signed turnbuckle. For a signed turnbuckle of everybody that was on the card. Uh, that's no. Uh, I'm gonna let I that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that sink in. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. No. I. If I spend that, what am I gonna? What else am I gonna enjoy for the rest of the night? Am I have a turnbuckle with me the rest of the night? See, that's the thing, man. You know, and it's it's crazy to think that you know there probably was people that considered it, but I don't know if anybody did purchase it because it looked like it might have been a one of one. Or maybe mm-hmm. a, a few of them left. I mean, a few of them that were sold, like maybe five. But they also had the uh, the the AEW replica World Heavyweight Title. I think that's like a seven hundred dollars title. Okay. That really didn't sell as well, neither. You know, and these are all things when you go to, you know, WWE events that do get moved, like there's no tomorrow. But I just oh, yeah. didn't see the you know the excitement in regards to let me go to the merch booth, let me get something for my favorite wrestler. Because I'm only going to be able to get it here. And a lot, you know, to me, exclusivity is big. Because if you spend all this money to go to these events, you want to bring something home that no one's going to be able to get because they weren't at the event. So only you would be able to be pervy to that, you know, to that product. To that experience. And it's Mm -hmm. something that, like, again, we're spoiled because WrestleMania and all these other events had us spoiled. If they, they know, like, when uh, it was my first time doing assets for Mania ever uh, since, wow, since WrestleMania 29, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that was, that, was a, that was a long time ago. But now it's like they have these rare stuff that you would put on, like, you know, the stuff we see on WWE auction. They had it there in Texas. And no bidding. You paid the, you paid the price flat out, and then it was gone. One-on-one stuff. Mm-hmm. That they were only selling at the event, like exclusive pins. Um, re- they had Seth's jacket from WrestleMania the year before on sale, and I understand oh. why you would price it that much. They had they had a whole section in there where you could buy any and every title, any and every title, and they were all reasonable prices. I bought the North American title for like two fifty. See, that's that's what you should. That's what you should be spending at these events, right? Mm-hmm. You should be. They're, they have to understand their audience, and it feels like they're playing a blind eye to it and just saying, oh, they'll just show up for the wrestling. No, we want to buy these things. We want to have things that remind us of the event. We want to have a T-shirt. program. We want to have, you said, an autographed poster. It feels mm-hmm. like the way AEW handled this, it wasn't handled properly. And it kind of no, goes man. back to what I said about the match cards. And one of the biggest gripes I have with that entire match card is you started off hot with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and then you went right into the Bucks and the, I mean, the Elite versus Death Triangle. You got to learn to keep your crowd in an even ebb and flow. You got to balance it properly. By the time we got to, like, the what, the fourth or fifth match on the card, the crowd was dead. 
I agree. I mean, it was. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I see. I see what they were trying to do. I mean, I, I see that they, you know, again, they want to kick it off with the most exciting match possible. And I know the buy-in kind of did that also because a lot of us were there to watch Ricky Starks as well. I was so happy to see Ricky Starks advancing the tournament. Yeah. And that that was also a very good match with, between him and Cage. Uh, but the, the, I feel like the Cage match should have never kicked off the show. If I was them, I would have kind of kicked off the show with Kenny and the Bucks against, you know, Death Triangle. That, that's what I would have kicked the show off. You know, again, mm-hmm. it, it would have been a great way to kick it off. Why? Because the Bucks and Kenny haven't been on TV since the Punk incident. You know, you now you announced that you're doing the, the best out of seven. That would have been a great way to kick off the show. Just an exciting match. You know, six guys in a ring that individually can tear it up and could do, you know, do no wrong and individually go for their own singles titles if they really wanted to. But I think that could have been the best way to kick off the show. Just get everybody going and then save the cage match for maybe in the middle of the card. Uh, but yeah, you know, again, I think this is where it kind of goes into, you know, uh, Tony is learning. Tony, Tony's mm-hmm. learning, you know. And again, I don't know if he's if he's listening to people backstage or is he not? Because you know th- these are things that you have to have to have to know, and you have to learn. You have to know how to get your crowd going. You have to know how to not get your crowd going, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and I feel like every pay per view that I have watched, and this is my first being in person, Darby and Sting are the guys that get the crowd going, right. Why they go through the crowd? They all their matches are always no disqualification. Uh, they pretty much just literally is a nonstop brawl. Uh, I'm just in awe that Sting is still putting his body on the line the way he is. I mean, he looked incredible, Gene. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. When he took off from that, from that section in the crowd on top of uh, on top of all those guys, it was just unbelievable. In his fifties, mind you, <laughs> in his fifties. Thing is, fifty something years old, and like you said, you have to know your audience and you have to know how to balance properly. Hell, you know what? No disrespect, I'd have put the acclaimed out there first since they're the hottest thing going. It, true. I mean, you, uh, you could have thrown them out there first, and I'd have been like, "All right, you want to get the crowd hot?" WWE always seems to do this properly, and I'm not. Again, we're not comparing. We're not comparing and saying this is better. It's just how we see things from a different perspective. Like you said, you have to know your audience. You have to build it properly. Survivor Series being a perfect example of that. What match they're learning. I mean, they're learning. Yeah, they're learning. They're learning. It's a, it's a learning process, and they'll figure it out. And also, you know, maybe not having 12 matches on a card <laughs> and keeping yeah. your fans there that long. You know, maybe a good six. A good six, maybe seven. But this matches. is the thing. This is the thing, you know – a AEW show feels like a bona fide indie show. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. You know, it does it feels like a bona fide indie show. A lot of the guys that they're bringing on are indie darlings that a, a lot of us that follow independent wrestling know and love. And then they're also bringing in, you know, a lot of guys from overseas in Japan, from DDT, from New Japan. Uh and then some of the guys also from Ring of Honor. Now, the only thing that I I say is that I want some structure. And what I mean by structure is <laughs> let's start separating some of the talent and then start also creating different shows to get some of this talent out there. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor needs its own show. Ring of Honor should be your NXT. That should be your show that you put on Friday nights or if you want to put on Saturday or if you want to pre-record it and drop it on Tuesday or somewhere between the week or even compete with NXT 
that should be something I think should be considered by Tony going into 2023. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's just a big confusion. You're adding, you have the Ring of Honor title. You got the, you got the, uh, the AEW World title. You got the tag belts. You're gonna have a, uh, you got the six, you're gonna have a six man tag, right? And now you also have the television title with the TNT belt. I just, and literally, I haven't even named the what was it the, um, the the North American belt, their version of the North American Atlantic title. The Mid Atlantic title. I just named what eight titles already? That's crazy. Yep. Eight titles with, I'll be honest, Gene, no direction. Uh, now you're also having a pay per view before the end of the year for Ring of Honor. There's no build with that. Jericho has that title, but there's no, there's no direct story. There's no direct anything. Like imagine Ring of Honor had a show being anchored by Chris Jericho. I think that would do so much more justice than the way they're using it right now, where they're just throwing it out there with Jericho every Wednesday and saying, "Hey, let's see what happens." Agreed. It's like they're just they're just throwing stuff out the air. I'm just saying, like, eh, let's see. Like he's literally they're throwing it to the wall and seeing what sticks. That's you know, one of the things that they need to work on. Like you said, you have to be able to build your audience properly. When's the Ring of Honor pay-per-view? Isn't it coming up soon? I think it's coming up next week or the week after, if I'm correct. I'm not sure. No, see, how was I supposed to know that? Like, you're not – you need to showcase your talent more in other ways. Like you said, Ring of Honor should have a TV deal where I can go, you know what? I know what's going on with Ring of Honor because I'm watching it, or I can watch it later and figure out well, when the show is, when this is. It feels like they, the Ring of Honor was just a, a gimme moment so Tony could have something else to say, yeah, I got that too. Mm-hmm. It feels mm-hmm. like that sometimes. It feels like he has all these – he's like the kid with too many toys. No, he has he's, too many toys to play with. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I, I, I think – my bad, Jim. I didn't mean to cut you off. I think he's the kid with all the money that doesn't know what that buys all the toys and doesn't know which ones he wants to play with. Exactly. There you go. Perfect example. That's a perfect example to describe Tony Khan right now. I would love it in 2023 if Ring of Honor had its own show, had had its own special events. Hell, you know, what Ring of Honor should be on a streaming service. Perfect. And they're trying to work out that deal with uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Why not put them on that? It seems like you know they flow. They flow with. They're working with Warner Brothers Discovery a little more. AEW and Ring of Honor. Why not start it off with Ring of Honor coming over, and then uh, let's just say you throw up an AEW pay per view or special event every three months or so. Yeah, I can see that. I just want to see structure. I want to see it. Balance. I want to see you know development and talent. I don't want to see talent constantly going on Instagram, complaining about not being booked, about not being on television, or not being used properly. You know, it mm-hmm. breaks my heart to see a, a tag team like FTR, for example, constantly on Instagram saying, "Hey guys, we want to be out there. We want it. I know the fans want us out there, but we're not booked. Tony doesn't have mm-hmm. anything for us." You know, and then when we go into um, into into Wednesdays. On, on 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 dynamite, they're having single matches. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't want to see that. I, I told my brother that the other day. I was like, I don't want to see Dax have a single match against like Luchasaurus. I don't want to see that. Why? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see that. I want to see FTR. I want to see yeah. them together. You know, yeah. they have they have all the belts. They've been destroying the Indies. They've been. They have the New Japan Tag Titles. 
I want to see them, you know, go at the acclaim. I want to see them be those heels. Mm-hmm. Let's, 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 let's call it what it is. The, the acclaim, you have built them to be the modern-day badass Billy Gunn and Double J. I mean, not Double J. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Roll Dog. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you for being one of the few people who caught the caught the oh, they're the, they're just the new age outlaws for us, for our generation. That's well, what not they for are. our generation, for the new generation. That's yeah, what they that's are. what they are. They're basically the new age outlaws. Anthony Bowles is Billy Gunn and Caster's Road Dog. Yes. Yeah, totally and they're super get. over. They're super over. over. They're super over. And I think right now they need a heel tag team to continue getting them over and mm-hmm. to build the story. Because uh, that's what you gotta do. Uh, honestly. Between the situation that's going on between Swerve and and uh and and Keith, that should be a one on one. They they should not be a tag team. Both of those guys are single stars. Mm-hmm. I get that you broke them in as tag teams to give them TV time to get them going and to get them introduced to the new audience that maybe never heard of a you know Keith Lee or maybe never heard of a you know a, a Swerve. Now is the time to break them apart. Let them have a feud together. Let them go off and let them entertain people because both of those guys could tear the house down. I believe so too, and I think it's gonna start very soon. I don't know if you call Rampage this week, but um, what happened? Confront Shane Taylor showed up and confronted Keith Lee. Oh, really? Shane Taylor and, showed up. Yep, Shane Taylor showed up and confronted Keith Lee and was like, uh, basically told him like, "Yo, why'd you turn your back on Swerve?" He's like, "You have a tendency to do that to people, and I'm not the only one you've burned." You know what? Let's settle this one way or another. So he, I think he challenged Keith to find a partner to go up against Shane Taylor Productions. And then Swerve comes out of nowhere, and he looks at Keith, and Keith looks at him, and he's like, yo, can I even trust you at this point? And that's where the segment ends. So I believe this is the slow burn to them of actually breaking up. I thought they broke up at full gear. I thought it was a wrap. But mm-hmm. I guess they're going to prolong it a little bit to where Swerve and him end up, like, going at it and having a full-blown feud. I hope so, man. I, I think that's uh, – if if not, they can have one of the most exciting feuds in 2023. I Absolutely. think both of those guys, and I think they can literally tell a great story if you give them the opportunity to. And if you continue mm-hmm. building it this way, I, I definitely think that they got something special. You know, and again, uh, we want to see the return of Adam Cole – uh, we don't know what that's going to look like. You know, I know uh, he's trying to rehab from his injury. I'm hoping he gets back because mm-hmm. I think him and Kenny, oh, my God, that just has it written on the wall for, like, unfinished, uh, business. unfinished business. Exactly. And, again, the Bucks, I think the Bucks should just continue to try to get tag team dominance. And what I mean by that is let them go at an FTR or let them go on an FTR kind of run. Go back and get the belts, man. Go back and, and, and collect the belts and, and show why you're the best tag team in the world. Oh, you know, I agree. They could. Same. They're one of the best. Yeah. They're one of the best. Tag yeah. Teams Top five, dead or alive. You know, and, and Death Triangle, I think Death Triangle is amazing. But all three of those guys, it's just, they're just, they're all number ones, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but I want to see a healthy feud. And I want to see, uh, I want to see them being driven to the, to the, to the point of like, their backs against the wall. And I think the team that can do that is House of Black. I think you got to give those guys a run, man. There's mm-hmm. no reason why Alistair and these guys should not have the triple tag team belts. There's no reason. There's no reason why they shouldn't have it. They should agree. They were those belts when we when that tournament was announced. I remember me and you talking about it like a month ago, and I told you I said, "Bro, those belts should either go to 
the Dark Order or House of Black. That's the only reason this works, or Death Triangle, if you really want to try it. But, you know, House of Black, now that they've come back, I love I love now that they're starting to do this, and I, it's something WWE, they took from WWE. There's always after the cameras went off footage. Mm-hmm. Malachi attacked Brandon Cutler. Oh, he did. And he told him while Murphy, while Murphy, I mean, oh, Buddy Murphy, wow. Buddy and um, Brody were surrounding him. They told mm-hmm. him, we don't have a beef with you. We just don't like who you associate with. Well, who you associate with is the problem. And we're going to remedy that problem. So now you're kind of planting the seeds for an eventual elite versus House of Black feud. That would be cool. I mean, what's going to be the payoff of the best of seven? Is it uh, is it going to be uh, the titles or what? What is it going to be like? Is it going to be or is it going to be for the belts? It's for the titles. Um, and that, that's another thing. Hey, I got to ask you, brother. When you were at the event, that they say it was the best of seven, or you just found that out randomly like everybody else did? No, we found it out <laughs> randomly. I, we just thought it was just a, a regular six man tag match. That's it. Me too. I was like, oh, it's for the titles. Oh, okay, no, cool. All right, I guess whatever. <laughs> but now you're. But see, here's the thing. Now you're putting the elite and Death Triangle in a corner. Yes, we love when these three te- these two teams face off, but seven times. You yeah. expect us to sit through this seven times? How many tricks are you going to pull out the bag? The yeah. first match so far was the best one. The second match had a lot of drama involved into it. And the third match was okay. I mean, there's four more opportunities for you to try to build this. But a best of seven series should never ha- have me going, man, I can't wait till this is over. Mm-hmm. I never go into a best of seven going, man, I can't wait till this is over. It's always like, man, how are they going to win this time? Or who's going to be the leader in this? Or who's like, what's going to cause it to go to seven? Will it even go to seven? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the, that's the verdict, man. Let's see, let's see what ends up happening with that. I know, uh, Kenny is going to be making his return to New Japan. I think for, I don't know if it's going to be a one off against, um, He's he's gonna he's gonna be at Wrestle Kingdom, right? He's gonna go yes, up against Will Ospreay yeah. for the United States Championship. That's which that's, that's a one off. That's gonna that's be an amazing one-off. match. It's that's gonna, gonna be, be that's a, a one off. No, I I know it's gonna be a one off, but I think man, like Kenny looks amazing. He came back in amazing shape. Yes, I mean, he, he looks ready for the long run, and I think now's the time where, you know, again, just like we're you know we're talking about this episode about what's to expect in twenty twenty three. I think twenty twenty three Kenny should. Go back to dominance. He should go back to position himself again for another world title shot, or maybe go after one of the mid card titles and you know start solidifying those. I, I think right now I, I'm I just don't want to see belts change hands every couple months or every couple pay per views because I know they don't have a lot of pay per views, but I don't want to see mm-hmm. every pay per view a major title change hands. No, mm-hmm. you know I know now you're doing Moxley and um and um. And what you might call it, Hangman. Hangman. Yeah. So I think that should be interesting because I, 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 I think they're both going to tear the house down. Oh. Now, the only person that I think is suffering in all this is going to be Daniel Bryan. Like, who do you give to Daniel Bryan? Mm-hmm. Like who? Uh, and again, I, I, I felt DB should have beat Jericho for the title in that. In that Agreed. Uh, in that triple, what was it? A uh, fatal four-way. A Texas fatal four-way. Like he should have. He should have won the title. If anybody should have the Ring of Honor belt, it should be him. He should mm-hmm. be the face of Ring of Honor. He should be the guy that 
should open up if they do decide that to listen to the fans and do a TV show. That should be DB's belt, man. That pure title or uh, not the pure title, excuse me, the Ring of Honor heavyweight title should be to him. And mm-hmm. again, the, speaking of the pure title, like it's another belt, you know, that should go to your workhorse of the company. And I think right now, if if we all had to pick a workhorse for 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 AEW, that's got to be Darby Allen, man. Like, come on. Yeah, D- Garcia has that. I I had to think for a second. I'm like, wait, who's pure champion? Oh yeah, it's Daniel Garcia. When's the last mm-hmm. time he defended that title? Exactly. You know, you took it off Real Yuta, and you know, you put it on Garcia, and then the belt just took a hiatus. You know, again, if you you know, I'm thinking of workhorses here, like. Why not Eddie? Yep. Why not Eddie Kingston? Why not a um a Dante Martin? Well, he's injured. He might be injured now, but right. Why not? Why not a Lee Moriarty? What? What? See, look, Lee Moriarty, a guy we've been following on the indie scene when he would come up to shows in Jersey for like forty people mm-hmm. and put on bangers. Mm-hmm. Why is he not considered in this situation? The last time I saw him, he fought Moxley. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like months ago. No, I I think to to sum up 2022 and and what's going to be you know in store for for AW in my opinion for 2023 is number one what are they going to do with their with some of their talent that's being buried backstage or, mm-hmm. or what are they going to do with FTR moving forward? Uh, you gotta you got something good with the acclaim. Is that going to burn out or is that going to just go even higher? Mm-hmm. I was like third. Adam Cole needs to come back healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, where where is um where's Ring of Honor gonna stand in all this? Mm-hmm. And what are you gonna do with MJF and, and, and uh in the world title picture? And is mm-hmm. and is Wardlow gonna be your, your Brock Lesnar or you know or your or your Braun Strowman or or your next big superstar? And who's leaving the company? Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's so much to play with AEW. And the women's division. We didn't even mention the women's division, who we yeah, feel no. is taking one of the biggest hits in wrestling since day one when this started. We were like, what's going to happen with the women's division? We're so confused. There's so many players out here, but not enough time for all of them to shine. Jade is know, doing man. amazing. Jade is doing amazing. Congratulations, Jamie Hayter. Well-deserved. She deserved to be women's champion. Mm-hmm. But where do you go from here now with the Soraya return and – it's it's a lot of questions for AEW in 2023. I just hope it feels like when we get to 2024, we're like, AEW's in a good place right now. Or what's still, they still haven't figured it out yet. We got to wait and see, man. Honestly. Because right now, what? They're, uh, you know, Sasha hasn't signed, correct? Sasha has not signed. Uh, from what's being reported, there is, uh, there's talks. But it's mostly with WWE, and the only issue she reason she hasn't signed back yet is because of a money issue. So they're trying to figure that out. I know they want her back heavy, but a lot of, of people are saying a lot of people are saying, man, like she could end up somewhere else. I don't yeah. think AEW is the right place for her, though. I don't. why not? Why not? I I okay. I, you know, you and I both know I am a huge Sasha Banks fan. Yeah, you know, I know. This. you know this. You so know I want to know why don't you think that's a good place for her? I don't think that's a good place for her because you're once she comes in, that changes the game for them a little bit. But they can only go so far with her. 
What do you mean by that? Sasha is Sasha can only do so much for that company. She'll show up, it'll be a big thing, everybody be excited, but then there's gonna be a loss of interest. Then I'm like, who's she gonna feud with? You're gonna have a feud with Soraya again, you're gonna have a feud with Nyla Rose, you're gonna have her take the belt off of Jamie Hayter. Like you don't wanna rush it where we get to the point where we're like, nah, Sasha don't need to be here. And that's taking away from other people. Even though Sasha, as we know, is a very giving star and will put other talent over, unlike another horseman, horsewoman who is not currently on television. I am on the fence of if I, wherever she goes, I will support. Wherever she goes, I will support. But I just don't feel that AEW is the right place for her right now. I'm gonna I would disagree. Love to see her, I would love to see her do a, a, a run in Japan. Uh, run in Mexico before she ultimately makes up her mind and decides on coming back to the states and wrestling full time. No, I'm gonna disagree, Gene. I'm a, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree highly with that. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Now, I'll be honest. You're building up Jade to be this unstoppable force. Number one, mm, right? You know she, you know she's on some like Goldberg type streak right now, and. Let's keep it real. She, she's, she's like the female Roman Reigns for them. There's no stopping her. She's smashing through every single female on that roster on any given night. It doesn't matter where you book them at, where you put her at. Her matches are not lasting long. And you're trying to build her up as this unstoppable force where it's going to have to take a special performance or someone really, really special from backstage to actually bring her down or a big name. Right now, mm-hmm. AEW has put themselves in a position where – if they're going to go with Jade Cargill, two things got to happen. She's going to have to stay undefeated. She's going to have to continue working on her craft and getting a little bit better. She's going to have to have longer matches. And fourth, she's going to have to get a volatile appointment opponent. And what I mean by that is she's going to have to get somebody that's already on the roster that's going to have to go on their own winning streak that's going to compete with her. Because right now you have put her on such a plateau that not even, I'm not, I'm not even Soraya, you know, Paige can go up against her right now and get an easy uh, W. Nobody. Like, you have built her up to be this machine, per se, where she's unstoppable. Now, you bring in a Sasha Banks. Now, now you're talking. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, now you put her up. You put Sasha in a few matches, let her rip off. And then, boom, you set Sasha up for a title match and let her win the belt. Now you got belt versus belt. Now you got a legit threat for Jade. Now you got somebody that Jade knows that can wrestle circles around her. And mm-hmm. you can you can build that up to, to be whatever you want it to be. And now you have another legit female superstar. Like I'm talking about superstar. Somebody who the men are going to follow, the women are going to follow. Somebody who can change the, literally your, your total aspect in the landslide of AW Women's Wrestling. Because right now, that division is hurting for more talent. And they need a big name. They need somebody in the locker room that's going to go back there, put women over, have great matches, and hold these guys accountable. I mean, these young ladies accountable. You know, and don't get me wrong. I, I think they, you know, they got they got something good with Britt. But again, you're going to put Britt up against everybody that comes in. No, because you're going to waste her. Same thing with Soraya. You got to be careful. Why? Because her neck injury. Jade, she's your she's your next big thing. Right now, she's. By far, probably the biggest women superstar you have on your roster. Four, you have, you know, uh, uh, um, this girl with the title. I don't think she's going to hold on to that much longer. Why? Because she doesn't have that star power that you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. you let her run with it a little bit longer. 
then all right, maybe you can build something there. But it's all you you have to build that roster. And now the Rose, it's that you know that that that's already played his course. You you need somebody like her to come in and give you legit star power. Right. And I see where you're coming from, and I respect your opinion. I truly do. I just think the one person that should dethrone Jade is already within the company. They're just out on injury right now. Who? Chris. Chris? Statlander. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I, she was because so. she was originally supposed to be that person. She was originally supposed to be that person that took that belt off of Jade, but she suffered an injury at, at an indie show, mind you. See, AEW's got to fix that too. You mm-hmm. can't have your talent going to all these indie shows all the time. That's a risk of injury, especially when they're on their way to be a big push or on, for a big push, or they're a champion. Mm-hmm. That's putting them at risk. But you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm maybe I'm going about this the wrong way. And maybe Sasha will show up or Mercedes because, you know, I don't know if you've seen the reports of what she's been doing. Yeah. So Mercedes can do something different and change the game. Yeah. Again, her, her husband again. works for the company, correct? For who? For uh, her does company? He, doesn't he work for AEW now? Does, uh, isn't he working backstage as one of the uh, the costume designers? Who, Mazake? No, he still works for WWE. He's still with still WWE? Working. Yeah, he's make, he still makes gear. Gotcha. Um, they have a head steamstress over there. I forget her name, but she used to do a lot of the gear for WWE before yeah, Mazake took over. I know exactly what you're talking about. But, I mean, I don't know. You know, if, if Sasha does go to AEW, it's going to be financial. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to be because she's going to get thrown big money by by Tony, and, you know, she's going to have the opportunity to be the face. And I think... AEW right now, don't get me wrong, Jade Cargill, she's the face of the women's division, even though she doesn't have the women's title. She has the TNT women's title, right? Right, right. She's the champ. Let's call it what it is. She's the champ. She's the, you know, even though she doesn't, which I don't understand why they haven't put both belts on her is beyond me, but I think that's something that I think they should consider, and they should do that quickly. Why? Because she's the face. You know, you're giving her a solo match with... You know, pretty much any female in the back, she's dominating those matches cleanly, mm-hmm. and the crowd is invested in that win streak. They're invested. That's one of the biggest things that I can say is that they're super invested in her. They're super invested to see who's going to beat her because you're either going to tune in for two things to watch Jade Cargill. You're going to tune in to watch her smash one of these girls, or you're going to tune in to watch her take her first L and lose the title. Right. Now... How are you going to play this? Because eventually you're going to have to do one or two things. Put the big title on her and let her run with that till you decide what you want to do with her. Or you give her a loss. Or the third thing is she leaves the company to go to, to go, you know, either to Hollywood or to the dark side of WWE and become an even bigger star. So it's, mm. it's, uh, those are, the, those are the four things that you got there that I think, you know, Tony and Kenny, these guys have to consider because Kenny's the guy that runs the women's division. Yep, and uh, with him and uh, him and uh, Madison Rain, who's like a coach. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to fix within that division. Hopefully it all gets sorted out. The only thing that, that's like I've enjoyed Jade's uh, bits that she's done this year, but this Bow Wow thing is so stupid. It's yeah, so stupid. I'm not it's interested so- in that. 
It's so dumb. It's like you're keeping her at bay. But you know what? She, if, if we were looking at it, she is the top woman in AEW right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hands down, there's nobody, there's nobody, there's nobody better than her right now. But I mean, like you said, you know, there's uh, we got some cool shit to uh, to expect, Gene, with AEW, man. I'm excited, man. I think that the company can really, really progress and do some big things moving forward. If uh, you know, they fix some of those small things, and I think again, they're learning. Uh, I think one of the biggest things they have to do is they have to retain. Um, uh, some of the, you know, their backstage talent, like some of their mm-hmm. big names, keep them happy, give them some TV time. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm hoping, I'll be honest with you, man, and, and I keep hearing rumors that uh, that MJF is most likely going to exercise, you know, his uh, his contract. I mean, and what I mean by that, he's not going to, he's not going to, he's probably sit out his final year of his AEW deal, get healthy, and start a bidding war between AEW and WWE for his services. And that's one. That's one. That'd be a huge blow to AEW, in my opinion. That'd be huge. a huge, huge, huge blow, and that'll be something that most companies don't really come back from. Uh, losing a big star like that and somebody of that age, and again, he, he has star power, man. And I got to see that first glance at a big, big promotion with AEW because I've been following him since the Indies, and yeah. to see him, you know, that pop when he won the world title was unreal. It was crazy, and. Let's see. And again, are they going to keep William Regal? That's the mm. biggest thing going into 2023, Gene. Does uh, does Regal stay and help Khan? Or uh, does he go back to WWE? He's gone. So Fight he's gone? That's confirmed? He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Fight so he's, go- he's gone. So, so he's, he's going back gone. with game? Yep. So he's, he, wow. That's a big blow, Gene. That's a huge blow. That's a, and, uh, that's from a big what, blow. What they said in uh, an interview, Regal's one thing he had an issue with with AEW was the – he said it wasn't the talent. The talent was fantastic. He said it's the maturity of management. Don't know who he was referring to in that statement. Tony. But, yep. 100%. The maturity of management. He runs it like a fan. I mean, from what I hear, again, he runs it like a fan. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that, man. That's what Vince did not survive all these years and become this successful, and you know made WWE a par- uh, publicly traded company by being a fan. He didn't exactly. He did it as a boss, as a businessman. Correct. If he did it as a fan, bro, I don't think WWE would have survived during the, you know, the Monday Night Wars or any of that because nope. you can't run it that way. You have to run it as a business, and you have to put your foot down with a lot of these stars. You can't let them come in there and dictate what they don't want to do and what they want to do. If you're going to do that, Gene, you might as well close shop right now because you're not going to have a company in the next couple of years. And mm-hmm. if TNT does decide to, that, hey, you know, ratings are not what they're at, you know, and again, ratings have been good. But the moment ratings start to drop, TNT is going to pull that. They're going to say, hey, listen, this ain't working out for us, man. We want out the wrestling business. Agreed. That'd be Agreed. a big blow. But a huge uh, blow. But moving forward, man, you know, what What are your thoughts about, since I kicked it off with AEW, what, how do you feel about WWE going into 2023? <laughs> WWE, one of the, uh, the number one promotion in wrestling. Hate to say it that way, you know, but they are. Um, it's been a very mixed year for them. They started off with, you know, Roman Reigns as 
still as their universal champion to now the undisputed universal champion to backstage stuff happening with Vince and Triple H, Nick Khan, and Stephanie taking over. But it seems to be now that they are in a very good place to be in a much more of an uprise in 2023. Some, some And some of the key events, like you said, there's been so much that went on with, within WWE to enjoy. Roman Reigns, the, uh, the natural, <laughs> and we've said it before, the natural rise of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um, NXT going from 2.0, which had its good moments, to back to the black and gold or black and gold and white, depending on how you look at it, with so many upcoming young talents such as Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, um, Wesley. Hell, one person we did not see having a big 2022 was Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction. One of the one of the Wow, I can't believe we're still talking about them. Wow, I can't believe this actually worked for them. Where they are the most dominant tag team uh, faction within that company. More than damage control, which I got my thoughts on that. But overall, WWE seems to be on an upswing. Um, Anything you really want to talk about that sticks out that you enjoyed? Because I know, you know, me and you talk about this all the time. There's so many things I don't know that you hidden in the vault because you love to do this when we're on the air. Oh, What's man. something you liked that you loved from WWE this year? Anything. I mean, anything. I mean, the big thing, the biggest thing that comes to my mind first is the uh, the the changing of guard. Triple mm-hmm. H. Triple H. I'll say that. I'll say that sound blue in the face, man. Triple H taking over the company, uh, infusing some, some new blood in there. And what I mean by that is bringing some of his NXT talent over that a lot of with you know I, I think that was like the the most rewarding thing for me I, I i enjoyed watching monday night raw the other night i, I thought it was great man it had a and I, I know i'm gonna say this a lot you know in this segment but it had the nxt feel to it and what i mean by that is story mm-hmm. had story it had uh it had excitement it makes you want to watch next week or moving forward or what they're going to do um i think the evolution of Sami Zayn with the nubla uh with the uh being the honorary oos, uh, I just love that, you know, because I, I still think that, you know, KO is still trying to drive that home and get his best friend back, and we're we're going to definitely have to see how all this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Roman Reigns is on a course, and I think he's already there. He's He has arrived as probably one of the biggest superstars in WWE history. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is when you mentioned the Austins, the Rocks, the Hogans, the the Andres, and guys like that who have, you know, dominated and solidified their legacy in the WWE, Roman's name has to fall in that category. He has to. And and the most exciting thing that I think no one is talking about that people need to talk about is I think for the first time in a long time, we have two things that were that I'm excited about. And I think uh, I'm, I'm going to sit here and say, I think a lot of fans are excited. And that's, we don't know who's going to win the rumble. Right. Yep. Yep. We don't know what the main event of WrestleMania is going to be. Most likely mm-hmm. uh, we keep hearing, keep hearing the rock. Right. We keep saying, Hey, uh, Cody's got to get healthy. He's going to get a shot. Right. 
or we don't know they might swerve everybody and have somebody random win it like we don't know you know this is the the most beautiful thing about WWE right now is that they have built up so many superstars for the next you know 10 years that I think right now you you won't be disappointed with anybody I won't be disappointed if Seth wins a rumble you know mm-hmm. I will not be disappointed if Cody enters a rumble at number 30 or whatever and wins it mm-hmm. you know why because you know we have a story there with you know his dad, Dusty, never never winning the big one in WWE. Never winning the big one in uh in the company that he he loved so dearly and gave his heart to. You know, I it's that's what I want to see. I want to see Cody get that moment. And what better way and what better FU would it be to AW also to have Cody win that and be main event WrestleMania. And it's mm. funny because I sit here and I think about this and all the times that we used to sit in the car with me, you, and our brother Jay, and you know our other brother Lou is no longer with us, and we used to talk about, hey, is Cody really a main eventer if he was to come back? I think that question has been answered now, G. He's a main eventer. Oh, absolutely, he's a main eventer. You know, ah, uh, man, the the Cody Rhodes, the Cody Rhodes thing that shocked me the most is, and you and you know, you know, I was like, I'm not a Cody guy. I never was a Cody guy in AEW. Like mm-hmm. he's not, he's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But the minute he came over to WWE and started, like, just organically being what he was, because maybe that's what it was. You know what it was? That was my issue with Cody. Cody was an AEW, and it felt like he was a WWE guy in AEW. Like, mm-hmm. he was the legit, the personification of a WWE guy. Mm-hmm. Everything he said, did, moved about his whole aura was of a WWE guy. But then when he came back, surprise, and it was one of the best, worst-kept secrets ever of him making his return to WWE. Mm-hmm. He proved that he is and should be and potentially could be a main eventer, especially with what he's done with Seth Rollins up into the injury because we're all foaming at the mouth waiting for Cody to come back. Who, who that, Again, that's another one on our bingo card. Who would have thought Cody Rhodes, we would have been like, yo, man, I can't wait for Cody to come back. When Cody come back, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. I mean, it's funny because I was one of the few guys in the car that said Cody could be a main eventer. And I, and I know most of us, you know, most of you guys were like, oh, we got to wait and see. You know, right? We, it was always we got to wait and see. And that's fair. Why? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Cody was a big fish in a small pond. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is in the Indies, he's a big fish, man. The, the Rhodes name goes a long way, man. Mm-hmm. Goes a long way in wrestling. Uh, the same way the Hart name goes a long way in wrestling. And the beautiful thing about Cody is that you see the interest, you see the passion, you see the love, and you see the drive that being champion is important to him. Legacy is important to him. You know, and, uh, you know, another thing that, uh, you know, I think WWE has uh, great, you know, for them is Bray Wyatt's back. Yes. Bray Wyatt's back. Uh, they're they're starting him off slow. You know, they're giving him L.A. Knight right now, which I think is great. Why? Because I think L.A. Knight is one of the most underrated guys on the microphone in all of pro wrestling. Let me tell you, when he was in Impact, he was incredible on the mic. Incredible mm-hmm. on the mic. And that's a fact of life. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was, he, was, he was great, man. He was great. And I think it's, it's, it does two things right there, Gene, right? You 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 kind of ease Bray in, right? 
You don't want to rush Bray in right now and bring the D, um, the fiend, excuse me, bring the fiend back and do all these other things that he might have in his bag. No, you ease him back in, right? You also let LA Knight show you what he can do with a big time name and also show the fans how good he is on the microphone. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's it, it's a win win. And 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 then also is the mysterious person that Bray Wyatt has in his ear. Like, who is that? Is yeah. it Randy? Who is, is Uncle, it, who is Uncle Howdy? Is it Randy? Mm. Is it Randy just being Randy again? Being there, you know, being that snake? Mm. You know, or is this somebody else? Or is it somebody else from his past that we don't know about? Is it Bo? Is it his is, dad? Is it yeah. IRS? You know, is it his uncle? Is it his uncle? Is it yeah. Like- yeah, is it Barry Windham? Is it Barry Windham? We Wyndham? don't know. It's we funny. Don't know. It's funny because that's that's the cool thing about Bray Wyatt is the unknown, and that's right. why I love Bray Wyatt so much. Is the mm-hmm. is the unknown, and the, and the other cool thing is he's created different personas for himself. Yeah, he has. You know, he's and always I, evolved. He's always right. evolved in one way or another. Right. I mean, and I think the one thing that I think right now to me is another thing that I people I think people need to pay attention to. And this all depends on this all depends on this specific individual, and and what I mean by that is the story. And I want you to pay attention. I want you to hear me out on this. Okay. I think one of the biggest matches at WrestleMania, right, mm-hmm. could be Ray against Dominic. Yes. And I'm gonna tell you this. I'm because it story. Hmm. And I think if they do this right and they play this off well, this could this could benefit Dominic moving down the road. And what I mean by that is the passing of the torch, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we all know that Dominic's going to take over the, the Mysterio name and that eventually I'm hoping that he does wear the mask. I really do. Now, it, it all depends on Ray. Where, how far is Ray willing to go with this? Uh, are we not going to see this till Mania? Are we going to see a, he- a hefty buildup? But I need to see Ray be that dog. And what I mean by that is just nasty. I mean, just mm-hmm. he don't care if his son. I bought you in, I'm going to take you out kind of thing. Like, right. I just want him to beat the bricks off him. Like, I'd literally beat his ass. Oh, and destroy him. Each other. Like, I'm talking about to each other, both of them. Like, mm-hmm. take it to places that... No one will ever think, you know, they can take it to him. And I mean, like old school kind of way. Like right. Run him over with a car, beat him into the ambulance. Like have a, have a pinfall <laughs> count. You want a yeah. blood feud. You want yeah. a family. Have a pinfall count. Any, have a pinfall count anywhere match where they just beat the bricks off each other. Like kind of like the way Ciampa and, and Johnny had. That yeah. story. Like I want that. Yeah. I don't I know if that makes that sense. I, I want that, too, with Dom, Dominic and Ray. That's one of the main things I would like to see. But here's, here's something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a little bit. I'm going to put a little bit more seasoning into this, right? I want, when this match happens, I want Ray to get so disrespected by, by Dominic and his entrance. Here's what I mean. I want Dominic to come out low with the low rider, with the Eddie Guerrero gear, the Latino heat thing, with readdressed as China, to just fuck with him. Okay, I can, I, I, that'd be that'd be definitely cool. That'd be cool. The bear. By the way, since we're saying this now, hey Mattel, we gave you an idea for a figure. Now there you go. Yeah, that'd be cool. We, that'd be we definitely gave you, cool. We gave you a figure idea. There you go. 
that'd be, re- that'd be really, really cool. I would love to see that. Like you said, you, I, but I think this is going to be a very strong buildup. Um, they haven't really interacted with each other since Thanksgiving. Right. Ray and Dominic, Ray and Dominic went to their house <laughs> and beat the bricks off of Ray. Yo, his family sucks. How y'all sit there and let him get beat up? Facts. Facts. Yeah, your family sucks. <laughs> but I like that. I like that. That's too. what they needed in that feud. I think that's what they, you know, that's what sells, man. That's what people want to see. And I think that's what was missing in WWE. That's what we were used to. You know, it's even even though we're, we don't see it on live television, now with social media, you can do things like that. Yeah, you can. You know, and, and AW was the one that started that. They did that mm-hmm. with uh, with Brody and and Darby when during the autograph session. Like, these are things that there are new, innovative ways to get people interested in these feuds. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's the kayfabe situation. Like, you know, you don't drive in the same car as the heel. You drive separately so you can make it believable. And I right. think we need that again. We, we need that again because people are so invested and they want to be invested. Give them a reason to be invested. You know? Give them a reason. You have to give them a reason to care. Yeah. I feel that's what Triple H is doing long term with certain things. And he's pulling from his NXT bag a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Building to where we think we have the right answer, and it going nope. This is really what I meant to do, and you're like ah, I should have seen it all along. Yeah, no, it's smart, man. It's smart. I think that's why when you asked me that question, I was like, hands down, Triple H. You know, I'm looking forward to see what he's going to do in 2023 with the company. I think is in great hands with Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, there's still other guys that are also on the cusp. And uh, again, and what I mean by the cusp is I don't know what's going to go on with them. You know, and one mm-hmm. of one of one of those guys is my guy, Finn Balor, and one of your guys, AJ Styles. Like, where yes. where where do they fit in? What's going to happen with them? You know, it's what if Finn won the rumble? Super interesting. <laughs> reckless reckless talk. I'm saying it now. You guys listen to this. Jose is a big Finn Balor fan. If Finn Balor were to win the Royal Rumble. We are not gonna. We are not going to hear the end of this. There's gonna be a countdown of be like. Hey, I know. It's, I, hey, it's Monday, guys. Guess what? Finn Balor won the Royal Rumble. Bro, <laughs> I would be super excited, man. But as much as I would love to see that happen, I don't think it's gonna happen, bro. I know. I know. I don't see it either. And I see it, Finn. I see Finn like feuding with Edge again at yeah, Mania. That's yeah. what I see. Yeah, I think we get Finn Edge at Mania. And I, I, that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. You know, I, again, two of my favorite wrestlers of all time, again, you know, Edges in my top five. I would, I would love to see that. Um, but after that, it's like, what's there? What is there for Finn? Right. I think uh, if, if anybody needs to change the scenery, it's Finn Balor. So you think he needs to go to SmackDown again? or No. Like change I, the scenery? I think Finn has done everything he needs to do in WWE, in my opinion. Oh, I, you know what the thing is? I, I, I see where you're coming from, but I've always felt Finn could be a world champion. And I feel what's hurting this the most is Roman has both belts. This yeah. is one of the issues I've always had. When Finn was on NXT, NXT I'm, second run, not the first run, second run, you said it, and I'm quoting you. He was on God mode. He was. He was on God mode when he was on NXT the second time. Untouchable. That's the fin I want. And now that we have Judgment Day, which again another surprise of the year, 
turning it up because at one point they were a joke and always getting their asses kicked. And let's give credit where it's due, the Rhea Ripley factor. Rhea Ripley adds so much to that group now. It's only elevated Finn to up his game more. And Finn is Teflon now. Finn could take an L, but it doesn't hurt him. Correct. I mean, she's the. I'm be honest. There's no judgment day without Rhea Ripley. Let's keep there it is no. Thank you. There is no judgment day without Rhea Ripley. You need her there. There is no judgment day without Rhea Ripley. If Rhea Ripley is judgment today, that's that. That's over. That's done. Yeah, that's done. She leaves. It's a wrap. <laughs> so like, like, let's keep that real. Like uh, I've been saying that for a while. Like she, her, and Finn are judgment day. Mm-hmm. Dominic is there to build Dominic, and what yeah, I mean and, by that is to heat. is to get heat. Build that character even more so people can hate him even more. That's what he's there for. You know, and and uh, I think the odd man out, which I think he's super, super talented, man, is uh is whatchamacallit? Damian Priest. Damian Priest is amazing. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny because every time I see Damian Priest, I think Punishment Martinez from Ring of Honor. Yep, I and you put laughing. me on game with him early. Yeah, You're I like, love him, he's bro. good. He's, he's good. nasty, bro. He's so athletic. He's his size and it's just Yo, I, I think he can be he can be special, and I would love to see him get a, a singles run by himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, another guy, you know, before we close the show out, another guy I think people need to start keeping their eye on is going to be uh, our boy uh, from uh, from the indie scene that we see now evolve. And you know who I'm talking about? A town down, baby. You talking yeah. about theory? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I don't care what anybody says. I love Austin Theory. I love Austin Theory. He's amazing, Gene. I think this is a good thing for him right now. Listen, I I, I like Theory's in-ring work, too. You know I do. I, I He's prefer, amazing. I prefer Doofy version of Theory in the way, which, you you know, he made it work. But this is the time for him to now right. build and become a better and bigger star than he could have possibly been. The Money in the Bank briefcase, and I don't know how you see it, was a hint was holding him back. It was because we know damn well if he tried to cash it on Roman, what would have happened? He would have yeah. got destroyed. Yeah. yeah, and 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 he should have cashed in an NXT. I'm sorry. He should have cashed it on Braun. He that would have been great. He should have cracked it in. Cracked it in on Braun Breaker. Let him run in NXT for a little while. Keep building him up. Then bring him back to the main roster. Mm-hmm. That's just my thought. That, that's what I would have yeah. did. You know, uh, but that's just me guessing. You know, and. And shout-outs to Ricochet, man, for winning the tournament. Uh, I thought he showed what Ricochet is, bro. Like, the mm-hmm. guy's a fucking five-star match waiting to happen every single fucking night. Like, let's Sorry. keep it real. And I can't wait to him and Gunther go at it. I really, really do. And I hate that they changed, you know, Walter's name to Gunther. I just hate that. Like, mm-hmm. leave him as Walter. He's still a monster. He's still a monster regardless. I know he is. He is. It's a sucky, it's a sucky name change, but... He he's still a become, monster. Yeah, he's still a monster. He's still a beast. Um, I want to see a. I want to see a wild run with that belt, Gene. I want to see him have that belt for a minute. Yeah, I don't and want I, him dropping it to Braun Strowman. <laughs> no, and I don't. And I don't want him dropping it to to Ricochet just yet. You get me? I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, uh, don't get me wrong. If anybody, if anybody should get the title, it should be Ricochet. But I, I, I think you know they got something special with with Imperium and those guys. I think that. Uh, you know, Triple H, if Triple H could do things all over again and had a little bit more control like he has now, I'm going to tell you something right now, Undisputed Era will be in, in SmackDown right now, running the show. Running it. 
you know, and that's that's that that fell a lot on Vince, you know, letting all the letting those guys walk, you know, because they went to I hate to say this, they went to AEW and they disappointed me. I wanted mm-hmm. to see that so bad over there, mm-hmm. you know. But let's see, man. It, you know, things can still happen, but I think WWE is in a good place with with uh, with with game. I think game's gonna do some amazing things there. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephanie is just doing the, you know, the outside thing. Where, and what I mean by that is the merchandising, the appearances and stuff like that. Like, she does a great job at that as a PR. Like, she's by far, you know, probably one of the best to ever do it in that, in that, in that aspect of getting WWE to be a marketable global brand. Mm-hmm. And Her and Nick know, Connor doing wonders. Yeah, with Connor's, with Connor's cure and all that. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, in my opinion, WWE is in good hands. And mm-hmm. really, really good hands, and I think WrestleMania will kind of be the culmination of what the company is going to look like in the next ten years. Yes, yes, indeed, couldn't agree more. I am so excited to see what's going to happen, but I'm going to go bold on you. Remember, you said you didn't know who, who you think would win the Rumble. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give you my my bold picks, my bold picks for who's going to win the Rumble, men and women. Who you got? I got Sami Zayn winning the Royal Rumble. Get the hell out of here! Listen and listen when you hear my theory. Out. No, I, 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 it's funny because I can see that. Go ahead. I, all right, so my theory with Sami Zayn is right. He's he's on fire right now. He's untouchable. Everybody knows that. Big facts. Well, um, he comes in as the you know the incentive to be like, hey, if he wins, the covers the bloodline. The bloodline somehow helped him win the Rumble by hook or crook. They help, they pull out Cody or something like that, and Sammy wins the Rumble and goes on to say, oh, you know, Roman's like, hey, he's not going to challenge me. He's in the bloodline. Why would he do that? So mm-hmm. KO plays that little bird in his ear, and he goes, hey, man, you know what? Like I said before, I'm not rocking with you. Congratulations on winning the Rumble. Mm-hmm. I still don't like what you're doing. But I think you need to go after that title. You deserve it. You deserve to be there. Puts that little bug in his ear. And he goes to him and he gets the tribal chief to say, hey, hey, Roman, listen. I know you want WrestleMania off. You deserve it. You've beaten everybody. There's nobody left for you to face. So out of respect, why don't we have our match in my hometown in Canada? Roman's not convinced, but then the bloodline kind of go, you know what? Do it. Let's do it. Let's. It, he's he's going to do the right thing and take the L, right? Wrong. Sammy, Sammy and him have a banger match, which we know Sammy can do with anybody, at Elimination Chamber. Sammy loses to Roman, not by spear, not by Superman punch, chokes him out. He Roman picks him up off the floor after the match, says, we're going to, you know what? You're no longer an honorary Oosh. You're you're an, you're an official Oosh, and we're gonna have a celebration for you on SmackDown. SmackDown comes. Here's the heartbreak. We got the official Oosh shirt. Shout out to anybody who bought the Y2AJ shirts. This is one of these moments for you. So jump on it while you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get and you get him in the ring. You think it's a celebration, and I mean the bloodline destroy Sammy, destroy him. Hit him with every finisher you possibly could. Sammy's off TV for like a few weeks. Um, you have it where the Usos come out after they've beaten every tag team again, 
And they're like, nah, you know, Jay's going to be the main one running his mouth. And he goes, nah, we beat everybody. We deserve to be off like the Tribal Chief, too. We smashed every team. There's nobody left. KO's music hits. KO comes out, doesn't say a word, looks at him. Jay's got the mic again. He's like, you ain't even got nobody, Oos. Nobody even likes you. You have no friends here. Sammy's music hits. They come out together, run to the ring, get into a brawl with the Usos. It sets up Sammy WrestleMania for the tag titles, and Sammy and KO defeat the Usos to become tag team champions. Wow. <laughs> and that is that is my uh, theory for Sammy's game. I don't know who's going to face Roman. I, it's really up in the air now. I don't know what to do with that. That is one of the toughest situations to call. But I do have Sammy and KO versus the Usos at WrestleMania. And Usos hey. are dethroned. Hey, man. If that happens, guys, you know what you heard it here first. <laughs> that is my whole my whole three-month plan for Sammy Zane. <laughs> my three-month plan for Sammy Zane. But before, but before we close the show out, right, I, 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 I think Cody comes back and uh, he wins the Rumble. I think okay. he goes on to rest. I think he goes on to the main event of WrestleMania uh, against Roman. I think the honorable mention would be, hey, man, it's The Rock. He puts Roman over at WrestleMania as the head of the table. And now you uh, really solidify it as the real, true head of the table. Uh, okay. Th- those are my two options. Um, for um uh, for the women's, um, damn, that's gonna be a tough one, man. I think uh, I'll be honest, man. I think Rhea Ripley wins it for the exactly. women's. Exactly. Thank you. We are both in agreement. For Nerd Empire, we are both saying Rhea Ripley wins the Royal Rumble. <laughs> There's no other exception. That's what I maybe, think. I think maybe, she goes okay. and wins it. The only other two exceptions, and there's really not any, the only other runner-up should be possibly somebody who's never won it before, and I'm going to go Bailey, second pick. Okay. Maria Ripley is my number one pick. Hey, man. Anything, anything, anything is possible, brother. Anything, anything is possible. But Rhea Ripley is the number one pick for me to win the women's Royal Rumble this year. I wouldn't and you that. know what? I'll throw this in as a bonus. Rhea also goes into the men's Royal Rumble too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we booking Rhea for everything in twenty twenty three. Trying to get her killed, aren't you? Hey, uh, if you let if Randy's out of if Randy's in there, oh, that's what, look. You could add it to the Dominic feud. Ray six one nine's Ray six one nine's Rhea. And Dominic gets pissed about it. So there you go. There you go. We, we covered. We, we, we're, we're intertwining storylines. We got that covered here at Nerd Empire. We do. We do. <laughs> but, brother, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. I, I, I love our, you know, pro wrestling 2023 talks. Um, you want to let the, you know, I know you have your own, uh, you have your podcast with your beautiful wife. I want you, you know, to give a shout out to her. And I also... I uh, want you to uh, pop that thing in there so they can go follow. Okay, absolutely. Well, if you'd like to follow me on any social media, it is at Wade Olson on Twitter. Uh, there, I am a part of not one, not two, but three podcasts. One is on hiatus. It'll be back very soon. Women Can Wrestle, where I talk about nothing but women's wrestling with my lovely wife, Jess, and my good brother, RJ. We will be coming back very soon in 2023. 
Uh, you can find us on all social media platforms at WCW the podcast. Uh, if the other podcast I'm a part of, which I love to talk about wrestling on that one, is New Normal Wrestling, which is available on the Fourth Wall Pop Network, which you can find on any podcast streaming platform. And last but not least, my solo geek podcast, where I talk about everything geeky for in 30 minutes or less. The most lavish podcast available on all pod stream podcast streaming platforms. And if you want to follow that, it is at Most Lavish Pod on Twitter and at The Most Lavish Pod on Instagram. That's all I got. <laughs> awesome. 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 But yeah, brother, um, thank you for coming on the show, Gene. I appreciate you. You already know. Um, love you, brother. I love you too, man. Um, hopefully, let's definitely do this again. I wanna I wanna give a shout out to my to my other brother out there, Don Juan Isaac. Hopefully you can be with us soon. Uh, definitely go follow his uh, his page, purchase some of his art, help support him. Uh, definitely would love that. Uh, my brother in Canada, Jay, I love you. Uh, love you, bro. No, we haven't talked to you in a while. I haven't talked to you in a while, but just know that you know. Always thinking of you, bro. And um. And to our brother Lou, who's always with us. Uh, may he rest in peace. But um, I'll see you, my brother. I'll see you soon, bro. All right, Brody. Love you, man. Later. Take care. Love you too, brother. Later, Brody. Later, bro.